What's up, guys? Welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in today, you are awesome. If this is your second or third or fourth or a billionth time, you are also still awesome. It's all love here. (laughs) Anyway, we have a heavy topic to get into today, y'all. It's heavy. It's real. But before we get into the tea, make sure you go ahead and follow me on social media at That's So Dev on Twitter as well as Instagram. Simple, straight, and to the point. Now, today, the topic I would like to discuss is grieving. Now, for those who may or may not know, my father passed when I was about six years old. You know, his birthday is tomorrow. So I'm feeling a lot of feelings. And now, I have been planning to do a grieving podcast for a while now. But I have been waiting for the right time. And now just feels like the best time to discuss this, because, you know, I've I've been seeing a lot of things on social media, especially on Twitter, viral tweets of people, you know, losing their parents and, you know, grieving and a lot of viral tweets of people who are not okay, And. I just felt the need to have this conversation so people can feel like that they're not alone because my father passed 21 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. People think that there is this time frame for grieving and it's not. You have to take that shit a day at a time. One day at a time. And if you don't take it a day at a time, it'll be immensely overwhelming i i often explain it you know from my experience i feel that when you lose a parent at such a young age first of all yes your brain's still developing that's changing some courses for one right but even more so there are two courses like i just said there's one course that i compare it to i'll say you have rue's journey and then i'll 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 have my journey there's mine And there's Rue. Both losing parents at a young age. There are two different courses that you can take. And yes, there are a billion. There are a billion scenarios in between. It's not black or white. But there are two courses. Again, I feel my experience. I'm speaking from my end. And there's a road of never recovering. And there's a road of... You figure it the fuck out. Either way, one just happens. Either way, one's hard as hell. And when I say you just figure it the fuck out, I mean, you just go with whatever the hell is going on. Because let's be quite frank, that's all I've ever done. That's all any of us really have ever done. Because let's think about it. How many of you here personally sent a letter up to God or whoever you believe in? To alive yourself. Who, who requested it? I just want to know. I want to know who requested nine months in advance to be born. Okay. I had to make sure. So nobody asked to be born. Okay. That's a fact, right? 
That is a fact. So now I have to deal with all of these cards being thrown my way in the midst of a life that I didn't ask for. And then once I step into this world, fresh, I'm still fresh. I haven't even been off the block seven years. (laughs) It's not funny. But, you know, trauma responses is a real thing, my friend. You will learn some mental health literacy today. I often get asked, why are you laughing? That's not funny. I was like, child, I wish I was laughing because this was funny. It's almost a rhetorical laugh, if that makes sense. Think about that. It, it, you know, when you deal with the trauma of losing someone you love, it is a soul-crushing thing. I've had friends take their lives because of it. I have had so many people have so many scenarios. I've had friends do drugs. I've had friends result to alcoholism. So many different scenarios. So many people recover. And then get on the narrow. Because I constantly compare life. I'll say it like I say it a billion times because I actually got it from Lon Haregi. You know, this constant, um, this constant vortex, this in and out of just good and bad is what life is. Constantly, you know, and it, it almost restructures your brain into thinking like maybe this shit, maybe some good shit is coming, you know, it almost restructures your brain to almost give yourself hope (laughs) i say almost because that's not a guarantee but when you are a person who is grieving and who yearns to move forward to keep moving honestly it's desperation anything to bring some hope anything to bring some positivity up into the space you know And that has always been something that I have carried with me throughout my life. I've always wanted to bring hope and positivity and love into whatever space that I am. Because first of all, that is who my father was. The giver, the person there for everybody. Everybody loved him. I'm literally the spitting image of my father, the personality, everything and all. So for me, let me tell you a very easy trauma response, not trauma response, Um, trigger, I will say, because I am the spitting image of my father, right? So when I go look in the mirror and I see my father, what do you think that does besides scare the hell out of me? I literally, I will go look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, shit, hold on. I took a picture the other day. I'm not even lying. I took a picture because they cut my hair way shorter than what I wanted. And my father was bald with the beard. I have the same exact beard. So I was like, hold up. Nope. Let me delete that. Mm-mm. Because it, I, I just, I look like him. I am, I am my father. I'm not even joking. It's not a hyperbole, bitch. 
I am, you know? So anytime, that's like a trigger. It's like a trigger almost every day for me to go look in the mirror and see my father, you know? And for me, now, I want to go ahead and I'm not going to get into details about that, you know? I've saved that for my therapist, child, okay? We've been working through that for years. Let's not play. But, you know, when the foundation of the trauma of my life is the passing of my father. And then every day you go into the mirror and you see your father. Wow. First of all, wow. First of all, that makes you wonder, how does that affect everyone else who knew this man more than when I say I was about to say you, me, more than me. I was only six years old. Does this trigger anyone else around me? Or period. Are there some people who can't talk to me because I genuinely look like him? You know, my father's brother looks so much like him. It's I haven't spoken to him in so long. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he looks just like my father like and i know that's something that you have to work through when i say you i mean me that's something i have to work through personally you know but all of this is showing you that 21 years later you can still be grieving like it happened to you yesterday you know that's why i'm letting you know these things I am still grieving the passing of my father like it happened yesterday. You can still be grieving something that happened to you years ago. Whether it's somebody you love, whether somebody had passed, whether it was a relationship of any sorts, romantic or friendship. Because friendship breakups absolutely suck. But let's be real. Let's be real. Grieving is heavy. Grieving takes so much out of you. And it's amazing. Like for me to be able to sit here and to discuss this in front of God knows how many people in 15 plus countries. (laughs) It's amazing to me. It is a testament to my strength my courage, my will to want to help others in the situations that I'm in. Maybe they didn't have the resources that I was able to have. And maybe I can provide that little empty space right there. You know, I can't tell you so many times where I've had people reach out to me because I don't know, a video of mine helped them get through their day. Or what I posted on my Instagram story about self-care really helped them take a look at their lives and, you know, want to do better, want to care about themselves. Like what I do is so fulfilling. What I do is so fulfilling because it's fulfilling other people. (laughs) I am spreading that positivity, that love, that light and that joy Every time I step out this door, every time 
I click start on a podcast. Every time I walk into any environment, whether digitally or physically, I spread the foundation of who my father was. And that is my process of grieving. (laughs) Wow, ain't that something? Ain't that something? It makes me smile. It makes me almost want to cry. But look, I am a person. I could full on want to like ball right now, but it won't happen. I'm very in tune with my emotions. But as far as my emotions being super connected, like it's not right there. It's not right there. We have discovered that with my therapist, but we have broken many barriers. Let's go ahead and say because, girl, if you make me cry, it's ooh. if you make me cry, I'm going to have to pull up. <laughs> Bitch, there's no reason for it. Why are you making me cry? <laughs> you not know what Cyrus. If you know, you know. <laughs> go stream, go, go stream, make me cry by Noah Cyrus. Love that. But yeah. It's crazy. It, 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 I, I think that people underestimate what trauma does to you. People don't think because. Oftentimes, I had a friend once say to me, my parents may not have died, but I sure wish that they were. Sure wish that they had, you know? And to me, that was so insensitive at the time. You know, this was a heated argument. Um, Anxieties were high. People were at each other's necks. You know, we're, we're all good now, you know? We worked through that, but it was just the fact that it was like, you have no idea what the trauma of losing a parent does to you. That trauma that shifts your brain at such a young age that has had to follow me the course of the rest of my life. Because I was in I was in counseling um, a little bit before I left New York. And then there really wasn't any. um, I didn't really have any consistent therapy until I really got myself in maybe 2016. Maybe. It was one of those things where. Because. Before I had even gotten to college, if you had asked me about anxiety, depression, mental health, I'd have been like, what? I'm not even joking. Like, if you would have asked me before 2015, I would have said, what? Before No, before 2016, period. I would have said, what the hell are you talking about? Mental who? Depression who? Because I know depression means you're sad. Okay. What else? The mental health literacy was not there. The health literacy in general was not there, bitch. It was not. I had to go through these experiences in order to truly understand them. But it was never something that I had judged before I went through them 
So while I went through them, I was also humble. (laughs) I was. I was very humble. I was very humble. And the thing about me, I'm so hypervigilant. I'm so hypervigilant that when the depression came over me, I knew it was depression. And I immediately told somebody it was depression. And a friend helped me go to counseling. But it was a ripple effect. I went to counseling first. Went. They wasn't working right. Left. Tried it again. Left. Tried it again. Left. And by some magical, magical, godforsaken reason, I come across this girl, which I think I've told this story before. And she just magically led me to my therapist. And it was just, that was the moment. Like, once I got that therapist, that was the moment that I was able to truly and fully process the trauma in my life. Because when you grow up, after this trauma happens to you, nobody sees it. Nobody sees what the fuck you've been through. People even know your father passed at a young age, but nobody sees it. So imagine going through something that nobody sees, nobody gets, not even you, but you know it's happening. And then people are getting mad at you because it's happening and you don't know what's happening. You don't know why it's happening. You see how confusing that is? You don't even get it by saying it out loud. (laughs) You don't even get it. Just imagine that. Dealing with that. From the time he passed up until the time that I decided to process my trauma. Wow. Like, could you imagine that while going through high school and navigating, oh my God, navigating being gay in high school? Navigating being gay and black in high school in Kentucky. Oh my gosh. While you're wow. I I have to give myself so much credit because the shit that I went through, the shit that I went through while I was actively trying to grieve my father was crazy. Nobody really knew. Nobody really asked. Nobody really asked. That's the crazy shit about it. Nobody asked. All this shit going on in my head between the age of six and we're, let's just focus on high school right now. Between the age of what? Six to high school. A minor. I have no idea what the hell is going on in my brain right now. The mental health literacy around me was not high. It was not something that was talked about. Growing up, we did not discuss that. Oftentimes in the past, ADHD was used against black people to dumb them down. So when a child grows up and you know that, and then a child may potentially have ADHD... How do you, especially in Kentucky, like, how do you really know, like, are you going to just dumb my child down? Are you going to properly diagnose? Like, there are so 
many factors in a person who is grieving from a young age. There are so many factors that I feel like get skipped over because how do you have someone who doesn't know how to explain or emphasize anything, explain it and emphasize it to you or know how to or like, how do you expect them to know anything in that area? How can you? So if you are a person who has been struggling with grieving from a younger age or even from yesterday, I don't care when. Take all the motherfucking time you need because can't nobody see what you're going through. You are fighting a battle every day that nobody sees. Not even the people that are actively around you, not even the people that are even in your immediate family. They don't know only you. Healing is not linear. Healing is going to take however long it is going to take. I'm proud of you. Look how far you came. Look how far I've come. And we're going to keep kicking and we're going to keep pushing. I know that's right. I'm just sitting over here just like I I have no idea what to say because understand that often when you are discussing trauma and this is trauma for me, but I'm getting out of that head to really share this experience so other people know that they're not alone. The fact that I have been able to do that. Wow. <laughs> Like, wow, you know, I have a platform to do that. I have people who listen. I have people who share, you know. When you speak about this trauma and stuff, often your mind goes blank to protect you. As many times as my mind has gone blank tonight, I just feel this message so, so heavy on my heart right now. I have been thinking about what do I want to come on my podcast this season and say, you know, what, what do I want? What do I, what, what do I have to say? I'm like, bitch, you have so much to say. You have been through so much. The problem is, is that I allowed someone to, um, make me doubt my art and my worth. I allowed somebody who was supposed to be a friend to me, you know, drain me of any energy that I have. Now, mind you, this friend knows all of this right now, you know. And despite the time that you want to take for yourself and, you know, it's your it's ultimately your responsibility to make sure that you do what you need to do for you. But, you know, when it comes to people you love, sometimes we have blind spots. You know, we want to be there for those people. We want those people to thrive. We don't want those people to feel how we feel because we know how it feels. You know, I help this person get a therapist. I help this person get in therapy. I help this person get their kids in therapy. I help this person change their life around it ultimately they made the decision to do it but i also know that 
I was right there in this person's ear every other day, draining myself to get them to want to be better, not even for them, but for the child who has a black experience, because this person is ignoring the black experience that, you know, their child is meant to have. There was just so many things going on in this um, in this friendship, you know, and I'm also still grieving that. You know, I gave a platform to a person who was racist. You know, can I say actively? I can't, but have been, yes. And I let it slide due to pressures. I mean, I just left Kentucky where I struggled, you know, approaching racial situations and things like that. And, you know, this person really just took advantage of that. And I ultimately had to do what was best for myself and remove this person from my life. I'm sure you'll hear bits and pieces of this person. I will never reveal a name. If you know, you know, that's just going to be that. But I'm still grieving that, you know, you know, I had an idea of who this person was. They showed me who they were, but I chose not to believe it because I saw potential without seeing credentials. But I know better now. (laughs) Thanks, Grande. If you know, you know, too. (laughs) I just. uh, Wow. Uh, Life is just crazy. Life is just crazy. The amount of loss, the amount of loss that I have faced in this lifetime. Too young for that shit. I'll tell you that. But, oh, the resilience. I'm so resilient. And that's the thing. I I always say resilience comes with a price. What did you have to go? What did you have to go through to become so resilient? I'm so sorry. No, like, y'all need to stop acting like a person being resilient is like, oh, the holy grail all in mighty. It's not. I'm sorry. Like, yes, you are so resilient. You are so strong. I will emphasize that. But I'm not praising it because what did you have to go through? I'm proud of you for making. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you how proud. But like, holy shit. Because I know the shit I've had to go through alone. Wow. Wow. Anyway, I'm beginning to wrap this podcast up, y'all, because I've been talking enough. I'm starting to sweat, which means the physical anxiety symptoms are showing. Absolutely. You know, but I started this podcast doing self-care, doing my um, skincare routine, just drinking some water, eating throughout the day. Like, you know, I've just been feeling feeling good. Hey, get the fuck up. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, when I feel anxious, I'm like, get up and dance. You know, let's throw some ass real quick or something. You know, that's what I'm feeling, boo. <laughs> I mean, that, that is just that is just so me. Like, channel all that energy and just let it go in a way that dancing that's what dancing in a way does it just it it lets that energy just go you know 
I sing, I dance all the time, like for no reason. I promise you, even if I'm not dancing, I'm probably not dancing actively in front of you, but my mind is actively moving that ass. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, y'all, it, I, well, this is a heavy topic. We also have to keep it, you know, we got to chuckle a little bit. We got to laugh. I mean, yeah, we got to laugh to keep from crying, but we also really got to laugh. <laughs> you have to laugh in life. You have to smile, you know, and, and, and don't and don't mistake what I'm saying by that, because if you don't feel like smiling today, bitch, do not smile. If you don't feel like putting on a grin to make everyone else feel comfortable, do not fucking do that. Do not fucking do that. But it is what it is. I want you to go, take care of yourself. That's all I want. Self-care for everybody. You get self-care. You get self-care. You get self-care. You get self-care. Absolutely. And if you don't know self-care, make sure you go ahead and follow at 5MenSelfCare on Twitter. At 5MIN Self-Care on Twitter. Turn on the notifications. You will literally get notifications throughout the day. I think it's every four hours of some type of self-care of some sort. Literally, what's the harm, you know? Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a good one. I enjoy talking about grieving and my grieving experience. And hopefully that resonated with some of you all and made you feel like, you know, someone else is having a similar experience to you. You know, hopefully this makes one person feel less alone or something. You know, we're just here to speak our truth, you know. Anyway, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you once again. Make sure you go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at that so dev. It's simple, straight and to the point. I'm hopping off here. Make sure you go eat, get you some good night's sleep, and we gonna chat later. Peace. <laughs>